Welcome to the Financial Feast Podcast. I'm Kevin. And I'm Zach. And today we're going to be talking about the best money decisions that you can make in your 20s and 30s. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Financial Feast Podcast. As we always do, we will start Mm -hmm. with a food topic, a food question, and then we're going to move into our topic and actually get the answer to our food topic at the end of this. So I wanted to ask you, because I know you just recently did a trip to the Northwest, right? West. Northwest. Yeah, I'm not great with directions. Uh, (laughs) West um, to the Portland, Seattle, all that kind of stuff up there. So, and I know they're huge into seafood. They are. Up in that area. Um, nice fresh fish. I've never been up there. We're really looking forward to going up there sometime, but my food question for you, and I will also answer this at the end, is what is your favorite seafood? Tons of options, lots of fish, lots of crustaceans, Yeah. uh, shellfish, Caviar, I guess, is a seafood, technically. So all those different options. Let's, I'll give you some time to think about it. We can chat about it at the end of it again. Uh, yes. We'll just jump right into our topic here. So best money decisions in your 20s and 30s. Yeah, so we thought it'd be good to kind of go through these. And for someone out there who's in their 20s and 30s, even if in your 40s, you know, don't think like, oh, man, I should have been doing all this, right? Like this is... It's never too late to start, right? That's that's kind of our motto. For this, we just wanted to come up with some quick bullet points, eight points particularly, that we think that you should be doing if you're in your 20s and 30s. And if you're doing these, then we feel very confident that you are heading in the right direction for retirement and that you will have a good head on your shoulders for money in general. So with that, number one. Number one, create a budget. Pretty simple. We've talked about this numerous times now on this podcast where we think that this is one of the most important things somebody can do in their financial journey as a first step. Yes. And more than create a budget, disciplining yourself to stick to that budget, right? Yeah. But obviously stuff comes up, you know, as can happen month to month, but keeping that discipline that if something comes up, you always come right back to it. Yeah, I think that's so important to understand where you're at because that's what that budget does. It's just it's not it's not changing how you're spending the money necessarily. It's not forcing you to spend the money anywhere. It's just giving you the information to know what your spending habits are so then you can prioritize your goals according to whoever you want based on the the knowledge that you have on what you're spending your money on. And you can tailor things and you can move money around to other things depending on what you want. But if you don't have that budget, yeah. Then it's it's a little hard to make those decisions because I don't have the information. Yes. Yes, it's more of an accountability sheet really. And it kind of gets you your accountability of where your money's going and with that one of the things you really want to do would be number two, once you've got that budget, you're going to want to create an emergency fund. Yeah, an emergency fund is is ideal and it's a key thing for people in your early 20s and 30s, um, especially as you're starting to have more expenses, right? Because this is where we're seeing people starting to get cars and starting to get houses and starting to have kids and these expenses are starting to come up and sometimes you can't always plan them out and you don't, you're not always prepared for different things that are coming up. And having that emergency fund in the back pocket as this the safety net is helpful. Yeah. Once you have that emergency fund opened, so step one, you get a budget. Step two, emergency fund. Step three, start investing in your future by opening a Roth IRA and max it out as soon as possible. Yeah. Opening the Roth IRA, I think, is our favorite retirement. 
Yes. It's a favorite for a reason. And you can go back and listen to other episodes why we talk about Roth IRAs and what it is and how to use it. But go back and listen. We have talked about that before. But step three, open a Roth IRA, max out as soon as possible. Step four, prioritize paying down debt. Yeah. Paying down debt, once again, in your 20s and 30s, as you're starting to grow in the money that you're making and you're starting to grow in the assets that you're having, you're going to just grow in debt typically, right? A lot of people coming out in their 20s have student loans that they have because they've just come out of college. Um, So they have all those different debts. Maybe they made some poor decisions and they have credit card debt. Uh, They're making purchases. So they have, um, I mean, certainly a mortgage can be considered debt. We're not considering that yeah, a debt on this. Yeah, that's something you can't pay off that quick generally. It's not but worth it. Usually. You might have credit card debt and car loans and all these different things yeah. that you're starting to get now that you're 20s and 30s and you're on your own, you're not living with your parents. And ideally, we don't want you to continue to carry those debts into your later stages of your career. We want to get those paid off so that way you can reallocate that money into other things that you'd rather like a Roth IRA or a 401k or even vacations. Exactly. You don't want to be paying the interest on the debt. You want to be making that interest in the Roth IRA. Yeah. That's the difference. So number four, pay down debt. Number five, Build your credit score. A little bit more about that credit you were just talking about. Yeah. So, and we've gone into great detail here. Um, I forget the the episode number that we talked about, but we we went earlier in in one of our episodes uh, where we specifically dove into that credit card score, what it was, different ways to raise that credit card score. And a lot of people, that's that's helpful information for them. Yeah, go take a look at that. What is a credit score and how do you best increase your credit score? And why do you think, KJ, for people here at this stage, that it would be helpful for them to build that credit score now? Yeah, that's a good question because when you're in your 20s, chances are you haven't bought a house yet or maybe you're looking for a house. Even in your 30s now with the market being what it is, interest rates being so high, there are quite a few people in their 30s who haven't bought a house yet. The real key as to why you want a high interest rate is so that you can get a better payment structure on a bigger purchase like a house. Because the, uh, the bigger your credit score, the less interest you'll have to pay later on when you get that loan. And that that does equate to thousands and thousands of dollars over a 30-year mortgage term Yeah, with yeah. just a half percent difference. It could For be sure. as much as that. And it just makes it easier to get these different purchases. So yes. not only... Not only is it important to have it because if you if you have a better credit score, you're going to be paying less, but you're going to be able to get opportunities that you wouldn't have without that credit score. Exactly. It's going to be easier to get a car. It's going to be easier to get a house. And certainly you can get a house without a credit score. I think Dave Ramsey is probably the biggest advocate of not having credit really at all. And they still advocate for their people to buy houses and there's ways around it, but it it makes it a lot more complex. And if you can have a great credit score in your early years and you continue to build that and you make smart decisions, then when you make these larger purchases in your late 20s, early 30s, right? If you're starting to buy a house in your late 20s, you're already gonna have that credit score built up and you're not going to have to be fighting trying to find that loan to get that house that you really want in a tarp in a tough, tight market. You're yeah. going to be able to have that opportunity right at your fourth 
Yeah, and I would actually argue that building your credit score and creating a budget and sticking to it are kind of along the same lines of that self-discipline. You need that self-discipline to stick to a budget. You also need that self-discipline when you're building a credit score to not go overboard. And then you have balances month to month that you're carrying over and all that can really get away from you. So having that self-discipline in your 20s and 30s with money will go so far. Yeah, for sure. So before we get into number six here, let's just reiterate kind of what they are. So do you want to run through one through five and then you can introduce our number six. So reiterating here, number one, create a budget and discipline yourself to stick to it. Number two, start an emergency fund. Three, open a Roth IRA and max it out as soon as possible. Four, prioritize paying down debt. Five, build your credit score. And six might be surprising to a few people who might not have thought about this, but six is actually, we say, get life insurance. Yeah. And obviously for different people, there's different amounts and there's not one set amount, right? For life insurance and, and the need that you might have for your life insurance in your twenties may change, right? As, as you start to have children and you get more assets, you might need a different amount in your forties, fifties, sixties, whatever it may be. But getting that life insurance in your twenties is a real big deal. And there's a real big reason why that's important and why we're saying to do that. And it's because when you're younger, it costs you a lot less to get life insurance. A lot less. So, and when we're saying a lot less, we're not meaning like five, six dollars a month. I mean, it could be significant amounts of money because when you're younger, you have less health concerns. Mm-hmm. And when that insurance company is coming and they're looking at you as a potential person who they're going to be giving life insurance to, you don't have all those medical issues, right? right. So they're not going to be charging you all those additional, I don't want to necessarily say fees, but all those different premiums that come with having those other health concerns. And when you're in your 40s and 50s and 60s, you start to have those health concerns that you didn't have in your 20s and 30s, and you're going to get charged because of them. And that's just the reality of life. Exactly. And they look at everything, but the younger you are, the better. That's, That's what it boils down to. The earlier you get it, the better off you are. And you can get stuff for 30 years, 20 years, And there's all kinds of different ones out there, but just something you should look into it because you're young, you're in your 20s and 30s, do it now before you regret it later. Now, really quick, while we're still on this topic, I think it's important. People might say, well, get life insurance. But what do you mean by get life insurance? And I think there's two key classifications of life insurance that people are thinking of. And we're talking about term life and we're talking about whole life. And ideally for you, we're not we're not gonna go into a ton of detail here and we'll, we'll do a future episode on this um, to kind of help you understand. But if you're listening to this and you're like, well, they said they get life insurance and I have no idea what which one to get. Kevin, which one would you recommend you think um, for the vast majority of people? Yeah. Maybe not go into a ton of detail on yeah, why, but. Real quick, just if you're in your 20s, 30s early, just get a quick, cheap term for a good amount of money coverage policy. It's all you need. You don't need anything crazy. You don't need to go through all this uh, rigmarole of why one might be better than the other. Just get the cheap one because you know what? It's better than nothing. Yeah. And number two, you can always change it. Yep. You can can always always change it. You can always upgrade it. You can always add an amount. You can switch to a different company. I mean, these are all options down the road. But if if you don't have it and something happens, you don't want to have that issue. Right. So... Get life insurance. Number six. We really like that one. Number seven. This is something that 
now goes more into the optional stage, I would say. Yeah. The first six, we would say, are kind of non-negotiables in your 20s and 30s that you really want to be doing. Yeah, and these kind of build on each other, I think, in, yes. in, in importance. And this one is important, but to your point, if you're not doing it, you're okay. This is just once you've kind of gotten these previous six, you can start thinking of these bonus ones. Yeah, yeah. That would be start a passive income stream. Kind of... Maybe you have a hobby and there's something that you just really enjoy doing and you're kind of looking around and seeing that people also enjoy it and maybe you can make some money doing it. Yeah. That's kind of what we're talking about. Passive income stream. Yeah. And it can obviously be one of a myriad of different things. So many different things out there that people are doing right now. They're calling it side hustles, passive income. It's all out there. There's buzzwords everywhere, but it's there for a reason, right? Yeah. I mean... It's popular for a reason. People are making money and doing other things. So just something to consider. If you're doing all these other six things well and you want to kind of maybe diversify your income, maybe there's something you enjoy doing that you can kind of do a quick test and say, hey, would you be willing to pay for this yeah. and see what the response is? Yeah, and maybe there's something that you really enjoy doing as a hobby and there's a way that you can shift that into a money producing more of a business endeavor rather than just a hobby while still doing something that you enjoy. And it doesn't need to be a fully funded lifestyle career because it can be a side thing that just brings you in five, six hundred dollars a month and just gives you a little bit extra spending money. You know, that could just be something to consider as you're starting to grow in your 20s and 30s and you're seeing I've figured all these other things out. I enjoy, I enjoy doing insert hobby, maybe that can make me some money and, and I can spend a little bit of time every single week doing that and just get a little bit more cash for my family. Yeah, absolutely. Then the last but not least, number eight, and just to recap here, number one, create a budget, two, emergency fund, three, Roth IRA and max it out, four, prioritize paying down debt, five, credit score build, six, life insurance, seven, passive income stream creation. And before I get to number eight, one thing you'll notice is that there has not been any quick trick to getting wealthy here. No. These are all very foundational, fundamental principles, but they're there for a reason because they work. And in your 20s and 30s, if you're doing this over your lifetime, it will be rewarded. This is not something like on a YouTube clip where you're trying to get rich quick or you see someone investing in some specific company and why it's going to blow up and why you need to not miss the boat. All that stuff is not something that is guaranteed. It's not foundational. And in fact, most of those people lose their money. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason why we do like these eight principles. So that, with that being said, number eight, educate and specialize yourself in your own field. Yeah. So let's say that you are in IT and you, you've been working in IT for 10 years and you've seen your company that there's an opening ahead of you and, and you want to have a increase in pay. You want to have an increase in responsibility. You want to continue to grow in your company. What are the different things that you can do to help yourself specifically become more marketable? and become more educated so that you have more opportunities in your within your field without switching without switching fields within your field what are the different ways that you can do that so you can go to college and you can get a, an additional degree right you can do uh, courses and get certificates certifications you can um, do apprenticeships you can um, 
you know, all, all these different things, there are opportunities for you that you can now start taking advantage of where maybe in your 20s, you didn't have those opportunities because you're working on, you know, getting out of debt and you're working on trying to create a start in that career. And now that you're later into that career and you have more roots set up, you can now do these more things to really kind of boost your career. Exactly. And that will take it to another level because it's noticeable. If you know your stuff, people will come to you in that career area because they know you know your stuff. Yeah. And that's what you want. And we're hoping that out of these eight things, there's something that maybe you weren't doing or maybe there's something you could be doing better that you already were doing uh, in your 20s and 30s. Definitely take a look at these and hopefully you can implement them. But I think... There was a question that was asked. There was. There was. The so this. we're going to get into our food question. If you have any questions, though, before we get into that about any of these different things, feel free to reach out to us um, on any social medias. We're on Instagram. We're on the Book of the Faces. Um, uh, yeah. We have other things, I think. Um, and just let us know. Ask us any questions. Feel free um, to, to reach out to us whenever. And we'll, and we'll try to get back to you as much as we can, um, as often as we can, with specific answers. Um, but back to the food question. What is your and my, but your specifically, and then I'll answer it, favorite seafood. Yeah, so it was hard to not pick shrimp right off the rip because I do like shrimp a lot. I love a shrimp. But I'm going to have to go very basic because I cannot turn down a good fish that is cooked right. A breaded fish. A breaded fish. I love fish that's breaded. Okay. I've had it a lot of different ways, but a good breaded fish with fries, fish and chips. Okay. Is just one of the best meals ever created. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into the weeds a little bit here. There, in my mind, because I love cooking, I love eating, I love cooking. There, in my mind, there's two different ways to bread a fish. You could do a a tempura bread where it's more light and 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 flaky, right? Or you could do like a like a panko breadcrumb um, bread where it where it's that harder crust. Yes. Which one are you going with? I'm going with the light and then fried. Okay. Right. Just right. Okay. Like that with the oil on it is just is some of the best food ever made. I, I like that. I like yes. that. I like that a lot. I think I think I would highly agree with that choice being fantastic. I'm going to go a different route here. Okay. A little bit more uh, sophisticated. Oh, oh, look at this. I like lobster. <laughs> oh, and I mean. if I had to go with one, it would be lobster with... Uh, a nice melted butter on the side. Um, ideally clarified butter. If for those of you who don't know what that is, look that up. It's delicious. Uh, clarified butter on the side and uh, dipping that in and it's phenomenal. I mean, that is hard to argue with too. There is a lot of good seafood out there, but I don't get the chance to really eat much of it because my wife is not a fan and her whole family doesn't like it really. Well, I don't know some why. people are, are just wrong. I know. And it's, it's, it's okay to admit that. It, it is. But... With that, we hope that you have enjoyed this episode and you will join us for the next one. And we look forward to seeing you then. 